Intelligent Medicine is sponsored in part by Chromadex, providing healthcare practitioners with a clinically proven vital resource to increase your patient's levels of NAD. NAD works at the cellular level to fuel energy production. It supports some 500 enzymatic pathways in the body. But many factors can cause NAD levels to drop, such as poor diet, alcohol consumption, lack of sleep, immune stress, overtraining, excess sun exposure, and stress. So it's important to supplement NAD reserves. Fortunately, there's a patent NAD precursor called niogen or nicotinamide riboside, which is the active ingredient in the cellular support supplement True Niogen Pro. Backed by nearly 100 published papers and multiple human studies, True Niogen Pro can safely and effectively elevate your patient's NAD levels. True Niogen Pro gives hardworking cells exactly what they need to perform at their best. To learn more about the research behind True Niogen Pro or to order, visit pro.trueniogen.com. That's true, spelled T-R-U, pro.trueniogen.com. And from now until June 30th, practitioners can get 10% off with coupon code HOFFMAN10. True Nigen Pro is cellular defense for life. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Today's subject, uh, I think, is uh, pretty much a ubiquitous theme of modern life. It has to do with stress. Who out there is suffering from stress? Probably mm, not that many of you, right? Well, <laughs> there's a lot to be stressed out about. Uh, COVID uh, seems to be receding, but uh, the threat of thermonuclear annihilation uh, is looming, uh, as well as inflation, uh, politics, uh, all manner uh, of stress in addition to the usual stress of our daily lives. Uh, today we're going to talk to an expert on the subject of stress. Uh, she's my good colleague here in New York. Uh, she practices uh, on Long Island. Uh, she's Dr. Donnie Wilson. She has a book entitled Master Your Stress, Reset Your Health, the personalized program to calm anxiety, boost energy, and beat burnout. And It's a wonderful book. Uh, it's uh, really a new, uh, very, very uh, tailored approach to stress because uh, there's not just one generic approach to stress. Uh, different people experience different types of stress, as we'll get into it. Uh, she is uh, a naturopathic physician, a uh, natural health expert called upon uh, to lecture to health professionals and to the public quite often. Uh, I didn't know this about you, uh, Donnie. You are a certified professional midwife. Wow. Yes. As well as a certified nutrition specialist, a CNS, which I am. Uh, in fact, I'm now president of the board uh, for certified nutrition specialists. Uh, she graduated Bastyr University in 2000. That's the foremost naturopathic uh, uh, medical school in the country. And uh, she has now developed a stress recovery protocol uh, with which she's helped uh, countless patients. Uh, she has written a previous book, The Stress Remedy, uh, which I believe we interviewed uh, you about a few years back. Uh, this book is a worthy successor to that, takes the subject further. And uh, she uh, also has a website at drdonnie.com. Doctor is spelled out. Dr. Donnie. Donnie is D-O-N-I. Dr. Donnie.com. And uh, she has a podcast as well. 
So uh, the good news is that uh, two experienced podcast people are going to talk to each other. So <laughs> that should work. Uh, your podcast is called How Humans Heal. So uh, welcome, uh, Donnie. It's a pleasure having you back on Intelligent Medicine. Congratulations about the book. The book, I understand, is just about to be published, but it can be pre-ordered. It's going to be it's going to drop uh, in May, uh, but uh, a few weeks prior, uh, you can order it through the pre-order it. Uh, and you can also go to drdonnie.com and uh, reserve your copy, right? Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for having me here with you today. It's my great pleasure. So uh, some of this, uh, you know, from uh, uh, parts of your book, I understand that some of this grows out of your own personal growth as a person with stress. You're, you're a mother, uh, you're a practitioner, a teacher, an author. Uh, so, so tell us how that evolved. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I mean, definitely, I've experienced burnout more than once in my life. And as a naturopathic doctor and, and you know, nutritionist, as you ex explained, I'm always looking at myself at, at the same way that I'm helping my patients. You know, how do I, how can I help myself through this? How do I help my body recover and become more resilient to stress so that I can prevent myself from find you know finding myself in burnout once again and so definitely uh by the time i i think the first time i realized i was burned out was when i had finished my training at bastyr university and and i had been up many many nights um helping women um bring their babies into the world as well and then I had my daughter, who's now 19 years old. Oh, wow. And, I, and, and you know, and for, I, for our listeners, you know, uh, <laughs> Donnie, you, you sound quite youthful uh, on the air. But, <laughs> so it, it's just remarkable that you have a, a grown-up daughter. <laughs> yeah, my daughter's 19, if you can imagine. Wow. And I, and wow. I, and I, when I graduated from Bastyr, it was, um, well, 2000, I fin and I finished my residency in 2001. And then this was out in Seattle, and I moved to the tri-state area. Uh, the New York, um, Connecticut area, it right after 9-11. And so I was coming out of medical school, burned out and, and running into a situation of a high stress. And I said to myself, how am I going to help myself and my patients through this hugely stressful time period and, um, and help them, you know, improve their health. And that's what really, uh, continued my interest in stress. Actually, Ron, I mean, my, I think my interest in stress started way before that. I mean, even when I was training as a midwife, um, my research was in how does stress affect women in labor. Hmm. And it was so intriguing to me because um, most, most women do have a fear of labor. But what I was interested in is women who had a history of, let's say, PTSD or sexual abuse, what was their experience of labor and, and how does stress affect us in general? Um, in the labor process. And what I found is that, interestingly, we need a certain amount of stress hormones. We see, we need a certain amount of cortisol and adrenaline in order for labor to progress, in order for the baby to come out smoothly. We need a little bit of cortisol and adrenaline. And if we have too much cortisol and adrenaline, too much stress without enough support, labor comes to a standstill. And that's when interventions start to happen. So then when I moved to New York, Right after 9-11, I said to myself, well, can I apply this same information to all humans that are under stress? Do we, in fact, need an optimal amount of cortisol and adrenaline in order to 
be resilient, right? And to to get th- through things more efficiently and effectively. And it's only when we have too much cortisol adrenaline or too much stress exposure and not enough support with stress recovery, that's when our health issues start happening, right? That's when anxiety happens or sleep issues or um, you name it, digestive issues, immune system issues. That happens when we have more, too much stress and not enough stress support. And so I've since then, you know, written and researched and and worked on this over the over the subsequent you know years, couple decades. Indeed, and it, uh, I learned from the book that your father uh, was a pharmacist. So, so I might argue, uh, well, you know, why not just use uh, some of the available medications to to deal with stress? I mean, um, the, among the most popular mm-hmm. drugs uh, are drugs that deal with stress: benzodiazepines, uh, SSRIs. Uh, and a uh, very high double-digit uh, percentage of the population uh, is taking these medications regularly. Uh, and I think that's why they are, is because of because of how we've been taught to deal with stress. You know, when and you, when we go to into the conventional medical system and we express because we're say when we're stressed, we feel anxious, right? We're not sleeping. We maybe feel depressed. Maybe we're having, you know, again, digestive issues. or And so what's going to happen is a prescription for one of these most commonly prescribed medications that, you know, theoretically helps with stress. But um, is it really getting to the bottom of it? You know, is it really helping people to resolve the underlying issue and help them prevent further health issues? And so that's where I, I put my focus is like, how do we... Yes, sometimes those medications are necessary. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely. Thank goodness they exist because I know they're saving people's lives every day. But what else can we do that gets more to the the root of the issue? And I know, yeah, my, you would think, I mean, I I joke that I grew up in a pharmacy. Essentially, I did because Mm -hmm. I was constantly in in the pharmacy with my father. And But the thing is, is that my father really came at it from a perspective. I mean, when he was speaking to my sister and I, it was always, how do we how can we prevent the need for medications whenever possible? Mm-hmm. How can we make dietary choices? How can we take vitamins? How can we spend time outdoors? What can we do to improve our health so that we're, if we need a medication, it's temporary or it's only if necessary. And that's what I took from, from growing up with a pharmacist, believe yeah. it or not. You know, we all, <laughs> we all owe a debt to uh, uh, Dr. James Wilson, uh, whom you're very familiar with. He wrote a book entitled Adrenal Fatigue, the 21st Century Stress Syndrome, which is a landmark book that advanced the notion of uh, adrenal burnout uh, or adrenal fatigue. Uh, and yet, and, and you're aware of this, uh, it remains highly controversial. For example, uh, I looked it up and the Endocrine Society, which is the, uh, you know, the, the establishment uh, endocrinology authorities uh, have this to say, and I'm quoting, there is no scientific proof for the existence of adrenal fatigue as a true medical condition. That's uh, their position. And uh, another website that calls itself science-based medicine calls uh, adrenal fatigue a fake disease. It's not a real condition, they say. So what say you to the to the pushback on that? Because you, you're, the mm-hmm. naturopaths in some ways and integrated physicians like myself are pitted against uh, conventional doctors in recognizing this. 
Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for asking and for pointing that out. I mean, definitely in my training as a naturopathic doctor, we learned about what could be called adrenal fatigue, you know, adrenal exhaustion or um, maladaptive st- stress syndrome is what it was called by Hans Selye, who was one of the original physiologists who researched um, this situation with the adrenal glands. And um, so I think it's to some degree a matter of terminology, but I also think it's a matter of when we, when I look in an endocrinology textbook, which in naturopathic medical school, we, we have the same endocrinology textbooks as medical doctors read in, in, in medical, you know, in their medical school, right? So we're reading the same endocrinology textbook about the adrenal glands. And so what, what gets expressed there in an endocrinology textbook, as you know, is the extremes of adrenal disruption mm-hmm. or dysfunction, yeah. right? So when, when the adrenal glands, I say, completely stop working, either they, Addison's disease where they stop making all hormones and, you know, come to a complete halt or Cushing's syndrome where or Cushing's disease where they're way overproducing. Mm-hmm. And so we see those are the extremes of adrenal dysfunction. But in actuality, most people, most humans are not in those extremes. Most of us exist in probably the 90 percent in between those two extremes where um, it's it's that the adrenal glands are still functioning, but they're not functioning optimally. And so what I, I mean, this is after reading all of these, you know, as you mentioned, James Wilson, and, and I don't know, we have the same last name, Wilson. And in fact, there's others, for some reason, who've researched adrenal, a- adrenal glands who also have the last name Wilson. Sometimes right. I wonder. There's a John Wilson as well, who's very scholarly on the subject, but more on the conventional side. Yeah. I'm not sure if the name Wilson came with this, but um, uh, it's, uh, you know, to just what I do is I've renamed it really in, in, in the book. This is how I describe it is instead of calling it adrenal fatigue, I call it adrenal distress mm-hmm. because to me that's more accurate of describing that what we're really saying is there's an imbalance. There's a there's a between mild, moderate or severe uh, inefficiency of adrenal functioning that happens when humans are exposed to stress and not enough stress recovery. And so to me, adrenal distress is a more accurate way to refer to it at that point, you know, where we're saying, hey, this person's cortisol and adrenaline, because that's what for anyone who's listening, who's not familiar, the job of the adrenal glands, I mean, they do a lot of things, but they make cortisol, they make adrenaline, they make DHEA, um, and they also um, make some other um, hormones and chemicals, but in the interest of stress, it really comes down to the cortisol and adrenaline. And our normal stress response, right? So if our brain perceives stress, it's going to send, well, first it's going to send a signal down to through the sympathetic nervous system um, to make adrenaline. And then the secondary response is to send a signal to the adrenal glands to make cortisol and more adrenaline and we need that we this is a built-in stress response humans have that's our survival mechanism right mm-hmm. that's the fight or flight classic fight or flight right we need it we need it for our survival and so we're not trying to say we don't want a stress response and we're not trying to say we don't want stress either we want we need stress and we need a stress response but what we're missing i think most of the time is the stress recovery allowing our stress response to turn off and let our bodies reset so that the signaling you know continues to work well when we need it and it's when we're under constant stress 
that this maladaptive situation occurs where now the adrenal glands either go into a situation of making more cortisol than is necessary or too little, and the same with the adrenaline, too much or too little. And that's what the distress situation looks like. And endocrino- it's just not in the endocrinology textbooks. And, I, and the way I think about it is endocrinologists are not trained in it. So, of course, to them it doesn't exist because they haven't been taught to look at it. Yeah, they may ascribe uh, the symptoms to other types of problems, or they may just say, oh, it's just anxiety or depression, uh, which deserves a, a pharmacological fix. You know, these these uh, troubling symptoms that people come in with, you know, I'm stressed, I'm tired, I'm anxious. Uh, that is not necessarily viewed as a, a problem with the uh, what's called the HPA axis, uh, which is the, uh, you know, the regulatory system for dealing with stress involving cortisol and involving uh, uh, norepinephrine or adrenaline. OK, folks, at this point, let's pause and allow one of our sponsors this opportunity to share a vital message with you. As a listener to Intelligent Medicine, you know that fish oil provides the vital omega-3s, EPA, and DHA that support your cardiovascular, brain, nerve, vision, immune system, joint, and skin health, as well as your inflammatory balance. My preferred fish oil brand is Vital Nutrients, offering a line of 11 ultra-pure omega-3 solutions, including soft gels, liquid, and enteric-coated options in a variety of potencies. Vital Nutrients even offers a high-performance and nutrient-dense vegan omega supplement option. Vital Nutrients line of ultra-pure omega-3 solutions are held to the most rigorous quality standards in the industry, ensuring maximum freshness, purity, and potency. I use Vital Nutrients myself and recommend it to my patients. For more information and to order, call 888-328-9992. That's 888-328-9992. Or go to vitalnutrients.co. That's vitalnutrients.co for the Vital Nutrients line of Ultra Pure Omega-3 Solutions. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting our sponsors. They are what make Intelligent Medicine a continuing free resource to you. And now back to today's guest, Dr. Donnie Wilson. Uh, one of the interesting contributions in your book, and it's it's very uh, nuanced because it's not like a one-size-fits-all approach, is that we need to take an individualized approach to stress. Your stress may differ from my stress. My reaction may be based on a variety of circumstances, including uh, my genetics. So can you give us a little primer on that? Mm-hmm. I know you take a deep dive on that in the book. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, and this really came to me by working with patients. You know, it's even from the perspective of um, a lot, what a lot of people write about when it comes to the adrenals or what's called adrenal fatigue. Um, they're usually looking at it from a, a, a lot of view of over time, right? Like if you look at humans over their lifetime and you're looking at it from a physiological perspective, they'll write about different phases of this adrenal exhaustion that occurs. But what I found in practice, Ron, is that when I'm, because I'm testing patients' cortisol and norepinephrine levels. So I'm, I'm looking at that patient at this moment in time and I'm saying, what is their cortisol and norepinephrine, epinephrine levels right now at this moment. So I'm taking a cross-sectional view at their stress at this moment and looking at where do they land um, based on their stress exposure and their genetics, right? And I really, as it, when it comes down to it, ultimately, all of our health issues 
are based on that, right? We know that we used to think, oh, genetics is a major player, and that's why we had the Human Genome Project that researched, tried to find a gene for every disease, right? And the Human Genome Project ended up showing us that actually genes are, have very little to do with determining what's going on with our health at this moment in time. Likely, in most cases, less than 20% or even less than 10%. So we can look at the genetics, and they certainly play a role. Our genetics play an even in how our cortisol responds, our HPA axis, and our adrenaline, and how our adrenaline is metabolized. So looking at the genetics is definitely key, but the majority of our health is determined by what's usually referred to as environment. I would call that our stress exposure, right? Mm -hmm. So most of what causes our genes, gene expression is our stress exposure. And so it's by looking at the the combination of our genetics and our stress exposure not only determines our health, but it determines how we uniquely react to stress. And so it ends up that we have a very unique fingerprint or uh, way that our body responds to stress. So when I'm looking at thousands of cortisol and norepinephrine levels, I'm seeing all different patterns and they fit into, I can fit them into categories and that's what I write about in the book is here's these, you know, categories of how it's how common, how you know, the common ways that people respond to stress or kind of if we if we test you at any moment in time, you're likely to be in one of these five um, types or categories or patterns of stress response. Yeah, and I think that's one of the core messages of the book. And it's actually a hopeful message because, as you say, uh, your genes are not deterministic in terms of your ultimate uh, stress adaptation. Uh, through uh, various measures, we can uh, tame our, shall we say, vulnerable genes and uh, render us less susceptible to the effects of uh, stress. Uh, so... Uh, in your book, you identify five unique stress types. Uh, I want to get into that in, in part two, uh, because uh, I think that that's really the core of the book. Uh, the, it, the notion that uh, you can actually categorize people according to uh, how they react to stress. And there's actually some objective metrics for that. It's not just, well, you know, how they feel, subjective things. Okay, that's important. Uh, but uh, through measuring uh, adrenaline and cortisol, you can actually uh, create subcategories of stress responders. I think that that's a really uh, important message. So uh, let's uh, uh, discuss that in part two. Our listeners know that we divide our podcast into two parts. Uh, today's guest is Dr. Donnie Wilson. She's a naturopathic physician. She's a certified nutrition specialist, and uh, she is a great communicator. And she has a new book just out. Actually, you can pre-order it. It's Master Your Stress, Reset Your Health, the personalized program to calm anxiety, boost energy, and beat burnout. And her name is spelled D-O-N-I, so it's doctor, spell it out, drdonnie.com and there you can pre-order the book and also through the usual sites uh, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, etc. Uh, we'll talk more about the subject of uh, stress and the five stress types that she outlines in the book when we return. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. 